Cause the high schools, if it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back, everybody, to the Full Court Press. Hour 2, 5.01, your kickoff time here on a Thursday, February 27th. Happy birthday to my mom, your niece, Vladimir Puchov, and 5338's daughter. It's a great day to have a birthday. It's a great day to have a birthday. Oh, crap. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. I hope it brings you all the happiness you ever wanted. Yeah, I got... To clear out a lot of old junk today. Yeah, you did. Found some I, gold I found treasures, some, though. I found some treasures. I tried to give them to you, and then you threw them in the trash, which really offended me. Well, they were trash, so they were already in the trash. No. There are some gems there, Ajay. Eric, I'm not taking home a Roland Gardner book, especially after his... Why? It's a great last, read. It's his a great last story. decade of activity really hasn't been that... Ignore what he's done since... You want the, me to ignore what he's done in since, the last decade? Yes. Because it has no effect on... The contents okay. of that book. I read the book. I'm going to think of the last decade. I'm not going to think about the book. Now, Wayne Estes, I'm actually going to read that. You should. I don't know what he was touching and what's been on it, but I'm going to read it. And then giving me two broken calculators wasn't really that good of an idea either. Oh, yeah. That's not oh, yeah, yeah. Other. And we got... Uh, From we your, got, uh, your homeboy. Adam, the your intern. Your BYU love. Yeah, we uh, we got Adam, the intern, a, uh, a gift as well, the 2012 BYU football season almanac. To get him through the crappy days of what uh, these recent years have brought him. Sadness. Really, really lots of sadness. And hope for a new coach. Down the line. Uh, Adam the intern does join us around the full court press. He'll be with us uh, later in the hours. We'll get ready for pick six. I went six and oh. Eric really didn't get me a gift. Really seemed to put effort into his gift. So can't wait for next week if I... I put a lot of effort into my gift. Put a nice bag. Freaking, uh, yeah. Put a lot of items in there. Okay, that bag has been sitting underneath your like final drawer. I, can't, I, I don't know what was in the drawer longer. The cookies like or that bag? A, a collector's bowl. Oh, stop it. For M&M's? A, I already for have treats? Co- I already have one of those at home with collector mugs. So I didn't need it. You can join into the show if you would like at 435-339-0321. You can text in. At that number, 435-339-0321. Or you can call in at 435-752-1069. Got some great messages so far. By the way, just a a quick recap on uh, Skyview basketball. They win. Ridgeline basketball loses. Green Canyon basketball loses. And so Skyview is the last Region 11 team standing. Surprise, surprise. Skyview is now in the semifinal game. Uh, two, Two real surprises in those games that Skyview had to have really some unsung heroes step up and lead the team um, in, in various different ways. Mason Falsliff was in foul trouble for much of the game. Uh, Carlson fouled out. Phipps uh, got hurt and was out. And so the rest of the team really stood strong and, and came together and was able to pull that one out. It was a really close battle. Skyview wins that one. And the other surprise was that Ridgeline came out sluggish and it took too long to play with urgency and it was too little too little too late uh, for them and so they were they lost their game in an upset to Juan Diego so it was a real surprise and they can't say that I'm really over, overly surprised with what happened with Green Canyon going up against a good Dixie team but uh, really surprised to see Ridgeline 
um, and how that game played out. But still, as we said earlier last hour, take a step back. Yes, it is frustrating how it played out today, but take a step back and appreciate that was a really a tremendous season for Ridgeline, exceeding a lot of expectations before the season began. Speaking of basketball, you were able to recap the San Jose State-Utah State game. I wanted to do just take a minute or two, if I could, talk about my thoughts about what I saw that night. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'll repeat some of the things you were talking about as I was listening to you when I was on the road. Uh, Eric, one of the more dominating performances I've seen in a long time for an Aggie basketball team. I mean, to lead 19 to nothing. To not let that team score until the 14-minute mark. By the way, this is the same San Jose State basketball team that took San Diego State to the very end of the wire. And who had to hit a game-winning three just to get out of San Jose State with a win. Uh, and that was in December. And so, with that, the San Jose State team, I, I was just shocked to see him getting flattened by Utah State. But, on the other hand, give credit to Utah State for, like, putting emotion into senior night, but also letting the emotion go and getting ready to play a basketball game. Realizing that there was bigger things ahead. That they need to accomplish things when, you, when they have that game. That being getting a firm grasp on the number two seed. Now, they have a pretty good grip on it, but if they lose at the pit, Nevada beats San Diego State, they fall to three. Not a big drop-off in that regard. Still, nonetheless, you'd rather be a two-seed, and it just it makes you more comfortable. Uh, but And then in regards to the those who are leaving the team, uh, Roche Group Fam has been through a lot. And the fact that Craig Smith has not only gave him minutes on the court, but then has also... Uh, you know, let him stay on this basketball team. I thought was a great honor, and it said a lot about Roche Group Fall in itself. Abel Porter was a walk-on who became a starter, a walk-on with no minutes, and then all of a sudden a starter who hits a game-winning three at the pit to pretty much like like if there's one shot that tailed their season toward an NCAA appearance, I take it to that one. I take always to that one. Uh, incredible, and the fact that he's still a starting point guard today. Um, and that he's leading his team into a as a two seed into the Mount West Conference tournament with a chance to hopefully appear in another NCAA tournament game back to back years, which hasn't been done in I don't know how long. Is it's been a little while. Yeah, it's is incredible. Uh, Diogo Brito, they're twenty eight and zero when he scores in double figures in his career. Unreal, unfreaking real. Um, and uh, he's a defensive menace. The, the, he's going to be missed next year. Him starting on the floor. On Saturday, or uh, was it Saturday night? No, sorry, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. And Brock Miller coming off the bench confirmed every bit of thought we had about that idea. That it was going to work. And it did. And then, of course, finally, Sam Merrill. One of the greatest to ever do it. Look, as a media guy, you got to stay professional. I, I was actually getting emotional watching. In fact, if you watch me on the TV screen, I actually put my head down so the TV can't see me actually crying. And I, and I, just, and I stay down. I, I keep my head down the whole entire time. So I don't. So nobody sees me crying or whatever. Because I knew the TV camera was right there, and I was like, "Oh crap!" So I had to be careful. Uh, I, I loved how Craig Smith gave each player a curtain call individually, instead of pulling them all out and everybody stands for all of them at the same time, one at a time. He gave them a chance to have their own curtain call as they went to the bench. I, I loved that. Yeah. It was great. I thought it was awesome. It was really well done. You could tell him. You could tell when he was going to the bench. He was asking his coaches, "Okay, I want to do this right." And he, I, I want to say he looked at uh, at Justin. He said, "Don't screw this up. Like, make sure we get this right." 
And they waited. They kept waiting for Roche to get something. That was what they were doing. And, and that was awesome. And so, and, and by the way, it was funny because, uh, you know, Roche had that one turnaround hook shot. And then on a play they called, it was for Anderson to roll from the right wing to the left block. Roche, because Craig's back is turned to this. Roche comes to Anderson and says, hey, go over there. And Anderson's like, what are you doing? And he goes, go over there. So Anderson kind of like curiously jogs to the other side. And Roche... <laughs> Rolls from the right wing. This big guy is on the on the perimeter, and he rolls Rovers all the way to the left block. At this point, Craig turns around and goes, "Ro, what the?" F-? And then Ro catches the you know ball and turns around and gets a hoop. Uh, in fact, I think it was when he got the dunk, if I remember right, and it just turned that bench upside down, inside out. It was crazy. Uh, and then of course, uh, uh, it was funny on, on a defensive possession where they both got lost. Uh, B- Craig looks over and goes, Bean, what are you doing? And, and he's like, Ro told me to switch. And then Craig's like, Ro, don't switch. I get, I'm going to put you out there, man. Don't screw this up. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> but it was great. I'm so happy for Roche. I thought it was awesome. But again, a great win. Uh, things kind of turned a little bit topsy-turvy. A little bit. Not much. Boise State secures himself in that 4-5 game for the Mountain West Tournament. That's where they'll stay. Their opponent, most likely, will be UNLV. Assuming crazy, chaotic things happen. Expected to be UNLV Boise State again next Thursday. That'll be a mid-afternoon game. Uh, and then you'll also get, uh, along with that, things in the bracket could turn a couple of ways. If New Mexico loses to Utah State and UNLV beats Wyoming, Fresno State will be in our bracket. New Mexico will go to the other side. Uh, if New Mexico... So you said UNLV will be on in the USU's bracket? Oh, no, not UNLV. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Fresno State will be in our bracket. Oh, okay. And New Mexico will be in the other bracket. If Utah State loses, UNLV wins, Fresno State wins, and Nevada wins, Utah State, Eric, will drop to a four seed. But that's, I mean, a lot of crazy crap has to happen for that to even be, for that to even work. Uh, but more than likely, Utah State will stay as a two seed. All they need to do is just win on Saturday night and they're a two seed. That's all it needs to happen. Close game last night at uh, in Colorado Springs Air Force beat oh, yeah. New Mexico. How about that? What is that? New Mexico's sixth or seventh straight loss. Uh, they're really in a dive. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Boise State at UNLV. Rebels took care of business um, and to win that one, 76-66. to 66. Uh, I would... I would not want to play the Rebels right now. I think they're one of the hottest teams in, besides maybe Utah State. No, I would agree. Yeah. I, w- like, I that's would put a team them I've been hotter saying, than San Diego State. I want to avoid. Because the Aztecs had to struggle against Colorado State the other night. Eric, we're going to give our predictions on Friday about who is your Mount West Conference Player of the Year. Who is your Defensive Player of the Year? Who is your six-man? By the way, my six-man right now is Diogo Brito. Is right now it's Diogo. Can you name any other six-man? Uh, there's a couple. I think Nevada has a one kid coming off the bench who's done some pretty good work. But number-wise, having an impact on his team with the record he's had, it's Diogo Brito. You're 28-0 and when you're scoring double figures. That says enough to me alone. Uh, but we'll give our predictions in. But I want to mention, I say this because Nevada hosts San Diego State on Saturday night, which should be an absolute dandy, Eric. How much will that impact your Mount West Conference Player of the Year discussion? Well, that's a good point because I think the the leading candidates will be squaring off against each other. Yes. 
Harris versus, versus Flynn. Malachi Flynn. That's why I bring it up. Yeah, uh, it'll be a really interesting game to watch. It'll be on ESPN two at six o'clock on Saturday. Definitely worth tuning into. Um, I, I think that still Malachi Flynn is the is the is the uh, leading guy. I think he's it, unless something dramatic happens uh, from Harris, because tradition usually holds. You give it to the best guy on the best team, and, and there's a good not just that, but he's. He's a dynamic player, a really, really good player for San Diego State. So I, I think it's his to lose. I think Harris might give him a little bit of a run for his money. Sam Merrill is a distant third. But right now, it's Malachi Flynn's award to lose. And I think he's going to get it. Yeah, I think when you play on a team as good as San Diego State. Now, if San Diego State would have lost to Colorado State uh, a couple on Tuesday night, I think things would have flipped. Yeah. It, then I think you have to take a strong consideration for for Harris. Uh, that could give him definitely a, a strong run for his money. Again, Utah State will get ready for New Mexico for an 8 o'clock game on Saturday night. Pre-game will be on our sister station, 6 and a.m. KVNU with Al Lewis uh, and then Jalen Moore. And then uh, post-game will be Al Lewis and John Russell, so don't forget to tune over there. Uh, and It'll be for- shown on CBS Sports Network. Oh, is it CBS Sports Network game? Yep. Well, fetch. That sucks. They're... they're- Quality sometimes struggles a lot. Uh, and then don't forget next week, if Utah State secures the number two seed, they will play at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. You will have a 6 o'clock pregame on KVNU uh, against whoever their opponent's going to be on Thursday night. So again, 7 o'clock Mountain Time if they're a two seed, uh, 6 o'clock pregame on KVNU. And then the Mount West Conference Championship will have uh, will have that game on KVNU. Eric, is that correct? The Mount West Conference Championship game? Or is that going to be on our station? The Mountain West Conference Championship game will be on KVNU. Okay. Unless Utah State is in it. Oh. Westwood One issued a, a notice saying that you have to have a blackout if the team in your home okay. town is in the championship. Oh, that's too bad. All right. Well, so we will not be airing the Mountain West Conference Championship game. Our deepest apologies to you all because Utah State will be in it. I like that. Yes. What do you mean, bold? Shut up. Yeah. You got a freaking team that's yeah, trying right. to beat Gonzaga. Believe and you will achieve, right? Yeah. Believe and you will achieve. Remember that, Adam, the intern. You guys saw that on a poster somewhere. One time. You know what the best advice I ever got from Eric? What? Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Hurts my feelings every time and it inspires me to be better. So, uh, yeah. that That's kind of the schedule for next week. I'll be in Las Vegas over there to uh, help cover uh, the, the Aggies and... Uh, Hopefully we'll be there all three uh, all three days, and then we'll be coming home late late Saturday night. Not excited to drive home from Las Vegas, but uh, excited to be there for the tournament. Uh, Eric, the Utah State football schedule has been released, and uh, for the Aggies, uh, it's it's a fun schedule. There's a lot of good things to look at here, uh, and with the avoidance, hopefully, of some eight o'clock games, I would imagine there will be less eight o'clock games on this schedule. Because Fox Sports is a part of it now, and ESPN is no longer there, I, I'd imagine there'd be a few more seven, maybe even a couple of six o'clock starts. So uh, here is the schedule as it goes. And after that, I want to get your thoughts on this, and then we'll give our predictions game by game as of right now. These predictions, of course, were subject first glance to change. prediction. Yeah. Yes, very definitely early subject to this, change. Yeah, definitely going to change. So here's the schedule for the 2020 U.S. State football team. Their first game will be. On September 3rd, if you're looking at your calendar, that is a Thursday night. Yes, that's right. Utah State will play on a Thursday night as they host a Washington State 
Wildcats, or sorry, not Wildcats, what? Cougars. Ooh. Sorry. Dude, I've done that so many times. Washington State Cougars, starring Nick Rolovich, who comes from Hawaii and now is a head coach over at Washington State. On September 12th, just nine days later, they will host Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds. And then on September 19th, they're in Washington. Now, let me remind you that uh, Washington State and Washington will split, actually will reverse those roles in the uh, upcoming years where they will go to Washington State and Washington will come here. USU uh, going for the Apple Cup. I love it. So that is September 19th at Washington. And then it's a short rest. Actually, No, it's not a short rest. They'll have a bye week. Bye-bye. And then we get back to tradition. Conference nights, uh, conference weekend. So happy for you, Adam, where you'll be able to see all, you'll, all that you want to see. And then it's Eric France and Audrey Salveson versus the intern. BYU will be hosting the Utah State Aggies on a Friday night, October 2nd. And then eight days later, San Diego State Aztecs come to town. On October 10th, seven days later after that, it's at Boise State on the blue turf. And then on October 24th, Utah State will host the New Mexico Lobos. On Halloween night, we go to Nevada to face the Wolfpack. And then in November, after a bye week, no, it's not a bye week, excuse me. It'll be November 7th. It'll be at Wyoming in uh, the, uh, what is it? Bridgers Battle. What? uh, And then what's the stadium? Like it's 2,700 feet above? 7,200. Yeah, something like that. It, there's like that welcome to 7200 thing. It's, it's actually really cool. On November 14th, they'll play uh, Fresno State at home. Uh, as Fresno State will try to get revenge over an upset at Fresno State just this past season. And then, where it all the crime began. On November 21st, Utah State goes to Colorado State. What does that mean? Where they stole a win. Where all the crime began? What does that Yeah, where the crime began. What does that began. mean? Where all the crime began? Yeah, because don't you remember you Preston Williams stepping out of bounds and... You know, we, we, we stole a win from Colorado State. No? no, Anybody? I remember that, but I don't... Ferris? That, that was so a crime. So has there been more crime that has happened since then? Yeah, there's there's more... But um, that's where it began? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You kind of lost me there. One more game on can, the schedule. And then we conclude the season with a date versus Air Force on November 28th. So Utah State only has one bye in here, right? Yes. And I think it comes at a really important time. They've had their non-conference... Slate, uh, almost all the way done. They've played their two Washington teams in Southern Utah. They take a break, and then they've got uh, a, a line of really tough teams back to back to back. Uh, so it, it's a this is a really brutal schedule, AJ. Yeah. They take that break, and then they they play BYU. They play San Diego State. They play Boise, um, and so that's a really tough stretch. Washington, BYU, San Diego State, Boise, back to back to back. There is a buy in there after Washington, but that's a really tough stretch. The other thing to keep in mind, too, how many new coaches are going to be on this list? Washington State, Washington, San Diego State, New Mexico, Fresno State, and Colorado State. Half of their schedule will feature new head coaches. Uh, and that may be good. That may not be good. Uh, some are walking into good situations. Some are trying to revive some things. So th- there's there's a lot of unknowns, Ajay, when I'm looking at an early prediction. I don't know what Fresno State's going to look like with their new head coach. Yeah, me neither. It's, I'm not sure what New Mexico is going to look Mexico's like with their new really head coach. really curious one to me, actually, especially with Rocky Longheaded over there as a defensive coordinator. So, Eric, we've got some predictions going on so far, uh, according to Twitter. If you want to share in with your prediction, you please be uh, please do so at 
435-339-0321. That's how you text in. You can text in at 435-339-0321. Message and data rates apply as to per contract to your service. So if you have unlimited texting, text in all you want. Uh, so, Eric, let's dance here. Uh, we have one that says, you know what? We're going to go 9-3 and three and we're going to win the bowl game too in L.A. That's D. Jones. A lot of confidence there. I love it. I love it. Uh, one says 7-5. and five. The other says 8-4. and four. So, Eric, let's go game by game here and let's discuss this. Thursday, September 3rd versus Washington. Oh, what? I'm just going to point one, one thing out. This is just minor. But now that the schedule has been set... Like you said, now it goes to the national media partners to pick times. Mm-hmm. There is a chance that some of these games could be moved to different yes. days. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yep. So just keep that in mind. I mean, especially minor. with CBS, by the way. It, they it, are very prone to moving games. Yes, it, it's a minor thing, but just keep in mind, don't hold too hard and fast to these dates as we, we see them because they're still subject to a slight tweak. Okay, so Washington State. At home. September 3rd. Thursday night, which, by the way, that is set in stone. That is not moving. That is a Thursday night game. Yep. Okay. Loss or win? Uh, I'm going to say a loss. Add in the intern. Keep track. Are you keeping track of the intern? Okay, cool. Uh, You're going to say a loss? Yes. I'm going to say a win. We're 1-0. Versus Southern Utah on September 12th. Win. Win. They're 2-0. They're 1-1 to Eric. Uh, At Washington on September 19th. A loss. Loss. Absolutely. I love you, Utah State, but that's a tough ask of you. Uh, Friday night at BYU on October 2nd. Zach Wilson versus Henry Columby? I'm going to say a loss. I'm going to say a loss as well. I just, like, that That team has some experience. And get that grin off your face. That team has some experience coming back, especially with the quarterback. Uh, that team, and BYU is going to be good. So I, I have a loss at BYU. Uh, October 10th versus San Diego State. I'm going to say a win. Me too. I have a win. I think at home, I think we're going to be all right. Oh, this game. October 17th at Boise State. A lot earlier than normal yes. facing Boise Thank State. the Lord. Though the last time Utah State played Boise State early in the schedule, it was really good for the Aggies. But wasn't that at Utah State? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say this is a loss. I'm going to say it's a win. At Boise State, I think we get things fixed. We'll be all right. October 24th, you have home versus New Mexico. Eric? I'm going to say a win. Me too. I think it's a win. I think it's an easy win, too. I think it's a runaway game. November 7th, at Wyoming. You skipped over Nevada. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I did. Halloween night, at Nevada. I'm going to say a win. I'm going to say a win. And then, of course... That may be closer, though, than we think. It will be. Uh... November 7th at Wyoming. Uh, I'm hesitant on this one, but I'm going to say a win. I'm going to say a loss. I just There's something weird. When you go to Wyoming, things get funky, and I don't know. I, it, Craig, it, I like Craig Ball. Happen. I think he's a decent coach. November 14th, we are home against Fresno State. Eric? I'm going to say a win. I'm going to say a win as well. November 21st, this one's a tricky, tricky game at Colorado State. I'm going to say a win. Going to say a win. I don't know how confident I am still right now with that. I'm not so certain about that, Coach. November 28th versus Air Force Academy. Home to complete the season. I'm going to say a win. I'm going to say a win as well. So, with that, Adam the Intern joins us here on the Full Court Press. Adam, what is Eric and mine record? All righty. 
So just keeping track, I have Eric, who believes the Aggies will go eight and four. And Ajay, you say the Aggies will go nine and three. I like it. Which would, by the way, put us in the Mountain West Conference Championship game. See, uh, that's interesting because I, when I first looked at it, my gut initially said eh, maybe seven and five. But now going through it one by one, maybe I'm a little optimistic in rose-colored glasses here. Well, weren't but, we last year too? Yeah. No, but I was more muted than uh, than the, the the previous year. Hmm. I knew it was going to be a tough year for USU to get some wins. For me, it's the big question marks are what's happening with the offensive coordinator? How is he going to integrate? How's Henry Columbia going to do as the the guy as the starting quarterback? What kind of help is he going to have at the running back and wide receiver positions? And then there's the changes on defense. The defense was really underwhelming last year for USU. Can they get that figured out? I, I like the changes that were made, and I'm optimistic that with the players coming back, it should be a good defense. But there's a lot of question marks for me. So I'm, I'm a little surprised they had it tallied up at 8-4. and 7-5 may be a little more realistic. I like 9-3. and three. I do. I think there's games that they're going to go out there and get, and I think Gary Anderson's kind of settled his feet in. And I know there's a couple, you know, there's some changes in the coaching staff, but uh, nonetheless, I I like these guys. I like this team. I like the makeup of the team. They do have some a little bit of experience returning back, including a running back and some offensive linemen. Uh, Henry, I think I think look whether it's Peasy or Columby or both, I still I think they're both good quarterbacks and they can get the job done. So yeah, I like nine and three, and I like us winning the Mountain West Championship, going to the LA and. Uh, Taking part in the inaugural LA Bowl over at uh, Sci-Fi or Sci-Fi Sci-Fi Stadium. SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium. Thank you. All right, uh, you can also share your predictions again by texting in at four three five three three nine zero three two one. Love to hear your thoughts on this Aggie schedule. What your thoughts are about uh, how they can finish? Where you're worried most? And it is. It's brutal at the top. Really brutal. Uh, when you look at it, I mean, home against Washington State, you do get a break with Southern Utah, but then at Washington, at BYU, home against Aztecs, and at Boise State. That is, that's really hard. You get a split out of that, you're thrilled. I think that this is a, a really tough way to start the season for USU, but I've, I think that if they can hang on and um, figure some things out and start to gel as a team, the back half of the season is favorable for the Aggies. Huh. I like it. I like it. All right, we're going to But take if a- they get derailed and if they lose confidence and key players are, are hurt, it could be a really long yeah, season it, for it, USU. Yeah, that's when it can turn south quickly. Like, you look at that LSU game, and it did so much damage, more more than people understand how much damage it did to those kids. Uh, not, a, not a good scheduled game at the wrong time against a team that was like a machine. And it, and it seemed clear that they didn't, the coaching staff to the players didn't want to be there. Yeah. And I think that had lingering effects rather than saying, we're going to go fight. We're going to go take these guys on. We're going to give them our best shot. We think we can beat these guys. Which I'm sure was said, but you could tell the body language was, don't really want to be here. Don't want to play this game right now at this point in the schedule. Which, I got to be honest, I don't blame them. I do not blame them. I don't, but it, it, it kind of put a wet blanket on the, the momentum or the, the the attitude of the team, and it took them a while to come out of it. I Hold think. on. Did it? Did that game do it? I mean, really, did it do it? I mean, Or did just the fact that Air Force came out and ran rough shot with a good football team over Utah State? 
BYU was a better football team than we guess I we we thought them to be. As much as I mean, people are gonna say, did, did the game change the tone? Sure, but I don't think it's at the fault of the kids. LSU is a damn good football team. I mean, Joe Burrow and I mean that team was unreal. And, and when I talked to people who were at the game live, they said when you saw the kickoff line and you saw this massive six six two hundred fifty pound kid. Versus a 6'6", 250-pound Mountain West Conference player, you saw the difference. You saw SEC 250 well, just, versus Mountain West 250. Yeah, but what was frustrating is they had like seven seven or eight first or second string guys who weren't playing in that game. Yeah. And you wouldn't have known any different. But that tells you the deep uh, of the SEC talent, yeah, Eric. It's true. It, shows, it illustrates the gap that exists between the Mountain West and the SEC. Speaking of gap, Utah Jazz are building a gap in the wrong direction right now. They suffer another loss to the Boston Celtics. The problems are continuing to rise one reason after another, both players and coaches. Can they fix it? Or do you want to right now? We'll talk about what would I mean. Coming up on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and LJ Southson here on the Full Court Press. 5.33 your time as we get you uh, through a Thursday and get you ready for a weekend. Utah State will get ready for the New Mexico Lobos. Uh, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. So 7 o'clock pregame on 610 AM KVNU with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore. Postgame with Al Lewis and John Russell. Make sure you tune in to get some of that. Skyview with a big win over uh, Hurricane. Ridgeline falls in a heartbreaker. Green Canyon Loses to Dixie, so Skyview's the last one standing. And joining us right now is the play-by-play voice for Skyview Popcats. Uh, here on this very own station, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan does an incredible job and just even a better human being. That's John Newbold joining us here. John, my man, how are you? Well, I'm doing all right. Uh, John, let's uh, let's, let's start here. Uh, <laughs> it was Skyview. an exciting game today. Yeah, it was. It was, it was closer than I, I prefer it, but... Yeah, it was it was a close game. It was an exciting game, and you could feel the intensity in the arena, just waiting for Skyview to maybe pull away, but they just couldn't. Hurricane was a scrappy team. I, I mean, you got to give them a lot of credit. They, I can see why, even though their record was just barely above 500, I think they were 13 and 10 overall coming into this game. You can see why they're an eight seed. They they play tough. Sorry, Ozzy started saying something and then I jumped in and now he's like, I won't speak. <laughs> oh, okay. I was no. like, did I answer wrong? No, you you didn't answer wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, this was a team uh, that uh, kind of surprised Skyview with with their, their physical style of play. Uh, would you say that, that it seemed like uh, Skyview had trouble... Uh, Key players getting into foul trouble, uh, adjusting to that, um, and, and there's, we've also been getting some questions about the the extent of Phipps' injury. What do you know about that? Well, the first to answer the first question as far as the physical play went, I watched all three boys' games today that were down there, uh, or four, I guess. And I'll tell you, I don't know what a foul is. Like, based on what the officials called, I mean, obviously there's different officials in each game, but I don't know what a foul is and what isn't. In the Skyview game, it, 
I think that Skyview didn't do a good job of adjusting to what the officials were calling in that game. Um, but Hurricane, they're aggressive coming into it. They were averaging 15 personal fouls per game coming into this game, and Skyview was only averaging five. So I knew that, you know, Hurricane was going to come out. They were going to be aggressive. They were going to attack as far as defensively against the Bobcats. And, and sometimes the Bobcats didn't answer it, the, the bell, but obviously the bench did. To answer the second question you asked about Sam Phipps and the questions that are coming through the, the mobile app or whatever you guys have received them, um, Sam came back to the bench. Um, he walked, you know, he walked off on his own power. He was limping when he went to the locker room. But he came back to the bench. He did, obviously didn't play the rest of the second half. Um, he was walking. He was up in the stands. He looked fine. But remember, this is a an issue that he had about, I think it was four games ago, that he um, just had some pain in, in his knee, I believe. Uh, and I think that they're calling it tendonitis. But uh, anyway, he he has been playing limited minutes anyway the last three or four games. So going forward, I think he'll play, but I think his his minutes will be limited tomorrow when they face Desert Hills. Tell us about Desert Hills. What have you seen out of them? Well, all I know is that Desert Hills is a much better team than they were the first time that Skyview played them. Skyview played them. It was Desert Hills' first game of the season, or second game, excuse me. Skyview had already played three, but they played in the Pineview and Desert Hills came up to play in that North versus South uh, tournament or North versus South showcase up at Skyview High School. Um, Ridgeline was there as well, I believe. But uh, Skyview got the victory 56-55 in the first game. Uh, but Desert Hills, they they're led by Peyton Holmes, who's a junior guard and also uh, Mason Chase who's a senior guard those two seem to be the two two guys that are really carrying the team today against Cedar uh, Desert Hills they hit eight three uh, point shots today and uh, let's see uh, four of them of those eight were by Reggie Newby a 6-1 junior and then they have a the only height that they really have is a 6-7 junior in Keegan Munson. So and he was going up against Cedar and Cedar had a six foot eight junior, so they matched up well. Keegan Munson had a, a good game today, but it was basically newbie and Mason Chase. Mason Chase is a six foot three senior, but he, he's kind of like false look in the fact that he he can penetrate there into the basket and then he can jump he can get off the floor pretty quick. And so he's going to cause some problems for the Bobcats. And with the, it will be interesting because if you follow the Skyview Bobcats, that 1-3-1 one, one zone that they have played and has caused some trouble to opposing teams, it, it, they've had a real struggle uh, w going against it. Sam Phipps is the point man that plays up top. And if he can't go full strength, then they always drop back in a 2-3 zone, it seems like, or go to man-to-man. -man. So that could be... Uh, coming into play tomorrow against Desert Hills as well. So Skyview takes on Desert Hills tomorrow. Tell us when the game starts and, uh, and when you're going to start your broadcast. Well, we hope to have pregame at 540 tomorrow. The tip-off is scheduled for 550, depending on how the girls' games go tomorrow in the semifinals because the girls are playing tomorrow first. But it just depends. Like tonight, the girls, I just 
had found out that Green Canyon went to overtime against Juan Diego, the girls. So they're in overtime, so that will push back all the times uh, for the Ridgeline and, and Logan. So it will be interesting to see how that plays tomorrow. But, uh, of course, we'll have the broadcast here uh, around 540 tomorrow night. Awesome, John. Well, thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciate it. Great stuff, as always. Have a great call tomorrow night, man. All right. Thanks for the time, guys. Hey, by the way, okay, we got to get something clear. I was out and about, John, uh, okay. and I had someone come to me and say, uh, and, like, honestly, get very frustrated with me because I, I do a dumb thing. I go out and when it's like, hey, what's your name when you take your order? I'm like, oh, it's Ajay. Well, they're like, wait a minute. Are you the one that yelled at our play-by-play guy that he's a biased person? And I was like, uh, maybe. Yeah, he's not biased. He's just a big Bobcats fan, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I was like, okay, hey, lady, chill out, okay? Go go to, the, like, the grocery frozen section and go sit inside of a cooler for five minutes. And B, he, yes, he is biased. But listen, I just want you to know I love you, okay? I, I'm I, not being mean, okay? I've been told really mean things about me. I've been told I'm the next Stephen A. Smith. That's really mean, okay? That hurts my feelings all the time. But I love you. I just want to get that out there. Well, Ajay, I already know you do, and I didn't take offense when I was listening. I'll tell you what, but I, I do know that a lot of Bobcat fans out there do listen, and I listen to your show because you guys give such great insight. So I don't know where that was coming from. I didn't start some like campaign or anything against <laughs> go get Ajay, burn down his house or whatever. We're all good, man. I uh, and hey. There's nothing wrong with being a homer if you're the Bobcat. It's, it's all good. It's always a good day to be a Bobcat. Absolutely. It's been a great 12 months oh, for man. the Bobcats. Yeah, but, but i got to ask you, by the way, is this, like, awesome for you? You're going to – I mean, you're probably on your way to another state championship. You just won one in football as well. Yeah, back-to-back, hopefully, state championship appearance for the Bobcats. Like, I mean, this is awesome, isn't it? Well, it, it's always fun to go back to, to do games back at the school that you went to. So that's been enjoyable, and I appreciate the uh, media group letting me uh, continue to do it. But, uh, yeah, they've had a great stretch. And, you know, Mason Falsworth, we didn't talk about him. He had a, 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 a quiet game today at nine points, and, and Phipps only scored four. And I think that's why this win was so good for the Bobcats, because everyone always says, oh, it's just Mason and, and Sam. They're the only parts of this team. But the bench outscored Hurricane 31-11. to I mean, you can't say enough about Jackson Schumann, who had been injured. But, I mean, it's been an amazing run. And Mason Falsworth just became the 13th place in all-time scoring in the state of, of Utah, passing <laughs> T.J. Haas. I mean, it's just an amazing stretch run. And if, if they're able to get two more wins and get another state title, I mean, you're talking about Mason Falsworth being one of the, the greats in the Valley with – a state championship in football and then two in basketball. I mean, it's just been an amazing run, and it, it's fun for Smithfield and the Skyview Bobcat community. Top five in my list, no doubt. Hey, by the way, just uh, got this word, Green Canyon knocking off Juan Diego, 61-54 uh-huh. to 54 in overtime. Well, we, we knew, hey, you and you guys know too, following Region 11, the girls, Green Canyon girls, they struggled a little bit down the stretch, but this is a team that was picked near the top of Region 11 and a potential state champion going into this season along with Ridgeline and Cedar. So that's a great win for Green Canyon and Coach Bird. That's awesome. All right, thanks, John. Hey, thanks, John. It. Appreciate it. Yep, take care. John Newbel on the call with us. Uh, he'll be uh, on the call tomorrow on 106.9 FM, 1390 FM. He'll cut into our show happily 
we will give way for John Newbold uh, and his crew to uh, take part in the state semifinal as Green Canyon gets re- or Skyview gets ready for Desert Hills. But congratulations to the Green Canyon girls, 61-54 in overtime over Juan Diego. What a massive win. Yeah, so the other girls' games going on uh, later on today. So Green Canyon advances. So everybody else is going to wait to see what happens from here. So the next game, which is getting ready to start in, well, a little bit. This, this previous game went a little bit long. It will be Cedar versus Logan. Logan taking on the number one team That's brutal. in girls' basketball. So hopefully Logan can pull an upset there. Um, and then later on this evening at around 7.30-ish, it'll be Ridgeline versus Pineview. Uh, Ridgeline, the number two team in the state. So Ridgeline girls hoping to do what the boys were not able to do. All right, we're going to take a break. But before we do, it's time for Nate Craigman. It's time for this week in the Mountain West. This is your Mountain West basketball update with Nate Craigman. Down seven with eight minutes to play Tuesday against Colorado State. Number five, San Diego State. Looked like they were in danger of losing their second straight on their home floor. And then the Aztecs locked in defensively and started the comeback. Matt Mitchell on the near wing and a bounce pass. Near side of the paint, same side, Carvacho. Against Yanni, kicking it back out in the corner. Shackle for three. Good! Jordan Shackle has been an MVP. Ted Leitner on extra 1360. They would win, courtesy of that late 13-0 run. San Diego State 66, CSU 60 at Vieja Serena. Malachi Flynn 17 points. Aztecs now 27-1 on the year. Also Tuesday, the race for the two-seed in the Mountain West is between Nevada and Utah State. Both have now won six in a row. Wolfpack get 23 from the conference's leading scorer, Jalen Harris, winning at Wyoming 73-68. Utah State had no problem with San Jose State, up 37 at halftime and winning 94-56 at the Spectrum. Diogo Brito back over to Merrill. Decada, Cada's got a two-handed throwdown dunk. And Kata's got 21 on the night. Scott Gerard on 1280 the zone. Double-double for Namiya's Kata, 23 points, 10 boards. Utah State and Nevada both 12-5 and five in conference. Wednesday, UNLV continues to play their best basketball of the season going into March. Rebels handle Boise State at the Thomas and Mac. Eli steps back, shoots a three straight away. Why not? Eli shaking bait yeah. on senior night. 58-33 Rebels. John Sandler on ESPN 1100. Rebels would lead by as many as 27. They'd win 76-66 as Amori Hardy and Bryce Hamilton combined for 46 points. Also Wednesday, Air Force over New Mexico 60-58 at Clune Arena. Women's Hoops Conference Tournament opens Sunday at the Thomas and Mac. Fresno State and Boise State, your top two seeds. And that's your Mountain West Basketball Update. I'm Nate Kreckman. Thank you, Mr. Kreckman, as always. We'll return with the Full Court Press coming up next. It's pick six. The Aggies, Jazz, high schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and LJ Salves here on the Full Court Press, 549 your times. We wrap it up on a Thursday, get you ready for the freaking weekend. A lot of good stuff going on, including Utah State Aggie basketball in action on a very pivotal Saturday night. A lot of Mountain West Conference movement will be going on after it's all said and done as we get you ready for the Mountain West Conference tournament starting next Wednesday. Uh, Eric? Yep. Good call, Eric. Good call. <laughs> High school basketball tomorrow night, uh, Skyview versus Desert Hills. We'll have that here on the fan. Pre-game starting at about four, excuse me, five forty. So we'll start because if the game's at five, so it's only a ten-minute pregame. Then is that right? Yeah. 
Probably. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. they, they don't have a heck of a whole lot of time between the game previous to the next game. Sure. But they probably won't be running up against a bunch of uh, radio guys stacking on top of each other like they did today. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It, it got a little complicated earlier, but that's just Dude, I remember at Cedar, it was crazy. When we were at Cedar last year, it was crazy. By the way, that was one of the funnest times I've ever had. Hanging out with John Newbold and Coach Baldwin calling like four games in, in one day and then doing a show with you was awesome. Oh, it yeah, was you guys were having so fun. much Sounded great. fun. And it, it, it was awesome. It was great All right, let's get to pick six. Let's get to pick six. because Since I you were perfect last week. And since I got crappy get gifts, choose. I get to choose first. Uh, Eric, you're going to go first. Okay. I like this stuff. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Here we go. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Yeah, it helps if his microphone is on. It's on. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> let's start out with a positive note. Jazz lose by eight and a half to the Wizards. <laughs> Eric, you're so mean. It's <laughs> not my line. <laughs> Over, under. So if I say over, that means the Jazz do... Lose by more than nine or eight and a half. So I take the under. I think the Jazz will do better against the Wizards. Yeah, I'll take the under. Okay. Mike Conley misses seven and a half shots versus the Wizards. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Eric, you are brutal, dog. What's your problem? <laughs> I'm going to take the under. Uh, I see. Uh, he, I mean, he could go one of fifteen for all I know. I'll take the under. Okay, next we have Jalen Harris versus San Diego State. Scores twenty-two and a half points over under. Versus San Diego State. Versus under San Diego State. Under. I'm gonna take the under. Okay. Next we have. Good call. All right, Mason False Love points versus Desert Hills. Line is set at nineteen and a half. Over under. Over. He's gonna have a day. He shows over. up for the, yeah. He shows up for those games. Okay. Next we have. He won a bounce back game after how tough it was. Today it's just, for him. but it's crazy. Like the bigger the game is, the better he gets. He's he's clutch. Yeah, but I think he needs Sam Phipps to help. Him. That's a splash brother right there. Anyways, moving on, we have Boyan Bogdanovich. Versus Washington, right? So the line is set at 17 and a half points over under. What are you taking? <laughs> Gotta hustle. Uh, over. I'm gonna say under. Okay. Next He's in we- a slump, shooting slump right now. Yeah, he is. Okay, next we have Brock Miller made three-pointers. The line oh. is set at two and a half. Don't. Under. Over, under. Under. I'm going to go over. Good okay. for you. And then for the tiebreaker, in case it's needed, Jazz versus Wizards score. Plus a score win. I'm going to say Jazz 121. Wizards... 115. I'm going to say Jazz 120, Wizards 116. <laughs> this is like the price is right. Just add a dollar to whatever <laughs> the last guy said. 
All right, we got to take a break. Coming back, we'll recap what uh, just happened here on the Full Court Press. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and LJ Salas and Adam, the intern here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, the fan. Pick 6 is just come and gone. We'll see how it goes on a Monday afternoon when we're back for a short show, by the way. Utah Jazz take an East Coast swing trip, and uh, we'll be shortened by a lot for the uh, throughout the week as Jazz will have a game against the Cavaliers, 5 o'clock on Monday evening. NFL Combine going on right now on the NFL Network, if you want to tune in. They're working out tight ends, running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. And for what it's worth, Jordan Love tied in the vertical jump among Combine quarterbacks, just right behind Cole McDonald from Hawaii. Adam, can you recap our pick six? All right. We started out with uh, Jazz Lose by eight and a half points. Ajay, you took the under, and so did Eric. Then we had Mike Conley misses. Seven you got 30 and... seconds. Pick it up. Okay, all right. Mike Conley misses seven and a half shots versus the Wizards. Both of you took the under. Jalen Harris, 22 and a half points versus San Diego State. Both of you took the under. Next, we have Mason Love points versus Desert Hills. The line was set at 19 and a half. Both of you took the over. Boy on points versus Washington. The line was set at 17 and a half. 10 seconds. Ajay, you took the over. Eric took the under. Brock Miller made three pointers. Line was set at two and a half. Five. Ajay took the under, Eric took the over, and the tiebreaker, both of you said the Jazz would win by a solid margin. 